Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli with another episode of Multiple Voices. My Multiple Voices podcast, true to its name, includes different series. For example, we have the Voices of Love, where we discuss relationships, the voice of empowerment, the voice of laughter and play, the voice of pleasure, and the magical voice of archetypes and how they change the way we live. But we also have the voice of memory that includes everything from history to discussions of past life regression. There's also writing voices where we interview both seasoned writers and authors who have just started getting their feet wet with writing and we learn what can work for you as potential writers. Our series called Voice of the Spirit discusses different forms of spirituality and religion. And then Channeling Voices is a series that covers what happens when you channel, but is also extended to mediumship. Take a moment to review this podcast if you've enjoyed listening, and leave a hearty five stars. I'd appreciate it. Enjoy your listening. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. I'm back with another guest, and this time it's all about relationships. Uh, A couple of months ago, we had a Dr. Love, a woman who talked about relationships and love. Today we have a further spin on relationships, on the sensual side to the relationships. And um, let me introduce you to Debbie Elzia. Debbie, say hello to our audience. Hello, nice to be here. Debbie's out in Colorado. There's an eight-hour difference between us. And she describes herself as an intimacy specialist. She helps women create more loving, sexy relationships with their loved ones and with themselves. Um, Because these kinds of relationships could be the source of pleasure, safety, and joy. Um, And most women aren't really taught the skills of bonding with a man or self-care and how to be happy and how to move toward pleasure. If you struggle with these areas, you're in for a, you're in the right place because Debbie will highlight a little about what we could do or what is important for us as women. Um, you have the floor. She Usually I ask my guests what they would like to talk about. And she's obviously given me a number of of different topics and high on the list is the relationship, the relationship and the sexual side to the relationship. How much does that account for? Is how important is that in a relationship? And I will then go, I also want to talk about the male mind. That's really interesting for us. So you, you have the floor, Debbie. Yeah. Yeah. So my approach is that uh, you know, pleasure and connection, lovemaking and relationship are our greatest sources of pleasure in life. And it's a lost opportunity if we're not really getting the, the most out of our intimate relationship. And that many, many people struggle in this area. It doesn't mean that you are broken or that there's something wrong with your relationship. It could just be that female sexual pleasure is complicated it's an art it's a science and it's a learned skill as are male you? female relationships mm-hmm. debbie when you say complicated what do you mean yeah. 
Well, let's, uh, female sex, it's a lot of things, okay? So let's face it, in the, the hundreds of thousands of years that, that humans have roamed the earth, female sexual pleasure wasn't really a, a priority, right? Everything was about survival of the species, Claudia, right? And a male orgasm, for instance, is necessary for the survival of the human race, right? And yeah. so female sexual pleasure has really only become an issue in the last few generations. Mm -hmm. And it typically it has been, you know, sexuality for women has been something that's been repressed or in service of a man. And there's reasons behind that that make sense, right? Preg it always led to pregnancy. If a woman didn't have a, you know, a man to protect and take care of her, she and her young were very vulnerable. So it's mm -hmm. understandable that female sexual pleasure hadn't been at the top of the, the, the list for human survival. But now sure. we are empowered and it's a wonderful time to be a female and to be sexually empowered and such. So yet it turns out that it's a learned skill because our bodies are far more complicated than a male's, right? Mm -hmm. A typical sexual act even nowadays has the man struggling not to come while the woman struggling to come. It's just the way yeah. we're built, mm -hmm. right? Is not, and oh. also we want emotional connection in our, in our relationship. And right. that is also hard to find. Um, have you, uh, you, you work with a lot of women uh, as clients, and uh, do, have you, uh, do you hear that from women that they never asked for their pleasure? They're not, they were not um, used to asking for what they want. Is sure. This, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Asking for what you want is, is a, a skill, right? That requires knowing what you want. And let's face yeah. it, right. most women don't right. even really know what they want. They only have right. been served up what whoever their lover is has delivered to them, right? Mm -hmm. They've kind of taken a passive seat. And it's even harder and harder nowadays where the de facto sex education is pornography. And pornography, yeah. Unfortunately, no yeah. plot, no romance, no loving, honoring, and cherishing of women is not what most women want and that is what they are being served and if they don't know and explore and take the time to to be conscious and then learn have the safety and comfort in their relationship that they can ask for what they want they're going to get served yeah. some pretty lousy sex huh <laughs> so we're talking of uh, exploration in the sense of masturbation is that right am i well, that's that. just one way. Honestly, if mm -hmm. you if you have a, a lover, you can become sexual explorers together. Right. If you right. set the groundwork of having a safe enough relationship that you can laugh and be playful and not be mm -hmm. perceived as being critical of each other. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of women, they're asking for what they want. It consists of, I don't know what I want, but I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. I can see that. I can see that. Um, do you work with uh, women of all ages or is there a certain cohort, uh, cohort that you work with? Um, women different of all age ages groups? struggle with this. Like I said, the younger women are growing up in a generation where they grew up watching porn too, right? And they've never explored what they might like. Older women struggle with things like menopause when your desire and your libido might just fall off a cliff like happened to me at menopause. And here mm -hmm. I am a sexuality specialist and I'm like, oh my God, my libido is gone. But I'm like, phew, luckily I know that for women, the desire in us comes from our minds and our hearts <laughs> and our bodies yeah. follow. So I didn't, you know, 
I was disappointed that this hormonal change happened to me at menopause, but I still enjoy making love to my husband every chance I get because it's pleasurable. It's connecting. It brings us together. Not because I'm horny, right? The horniness kind of comes and goes. We can't just Mm -hmm. rely upon that as a trigger for making love. That's a recipe for Mm -hmm. sex-starved relationships. There there are a couple of things that um, I want to challenge you on. Um, two things that you said. Well, we mentioned uh, pornography in a derogatory sense a few times. And I have to say there's a lot to be said about pornography. It does have a purpose and objective. It may not be the objective to teach women what they desire or what they desire. But I think pornography needs to be mentioned in a more neutral way. Mm. Um, Also, another thing uh, that you mentioned is... um, being in menopause and how your um, your libido changes i've not found that across the board for women at all at all it's it's always different from one woman to the next i i counsel women as well i have i work with women and i don't find that that is a standard uh, uh, uh standard development in women it is the mainstay we could say probably 70, 70. In my case, what I'm finding, 70, 80% of women, but not all women lose their libido. Yeah, yeah that's which is great. Yeah, that's why it's helpful that my coaching is one-on-one, right? Because nothing yeah. is ever going to say, you know, everybody mm. and everything. So, you know, yeah. many, you could say many, or you could say most yeah. in a lot of these cases. Yeah. And then everything would be you know, coached one-on-one. My, my coaching is called more intimacy, by the way, which is interesting mm-hmm. because I chose the word more intimacy because women hear the word intimacy and we think of like largely most of us, again, not all yeah. of us, but women yeah. hear it and they think about this emotional connection, this special yeah. kind of mm-hmm. closeness. Ask yeah. most men, what does intimacy mean to you? And yeah, what do you course. think they're going to answer? <laughs> Sex, right? Yeah. So my, yeah, yeah. my, I picked the name for my coaching is more intimacy because it appeals to most men and most women is they both want intimacy and how do we both get what we want out of the relationship? Yeah. And because my emphasis, and I've been to sex coaching school with, um, you know, in a variety of places, including like Berkeley, California and such. And I know that in the sex positive community, there's a very, there, you know, they're very pro porn quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, because my, I'm into my, my focus is intimacy and the women that are drawn to me are the ones that want lovemaking. Yeah. You know, they don't want mm-hmm. to go out and explore polyamory and, yeah. you know, kinkiness right. with strangers and such. Good. That's, That's important not, to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My yeah. own yeah. women are, are ones that want lovemaking scratch the yeah. surface. And I think even yeah. in yeah. hookup culture, what women want is lovemaking. They want, yeah, yeah. They want to be interesting. cherished. It's interesting. This um, a while back, I guess maybe three or four weeks ago, I had a woman who dealt particularly with the kinky side to uh, sexuality. And that is a world in uh, all of its own. And there she had to deal with polyamory, all co- different kinds of gender definitions. And But that is completely different, completely different. It's interesting that you have this niche. Um, now, what, what and, you know, the questions are coming up. So there's so many questions. Right. Um, first, you mentioned something on no, more intimacy. Is that, I believe that is the name of your website? Yeah, moreintimacy.net. Mm-hmm. Moreintimacy.net. Okay, and there uh, people 
our audience can find what you do, services, what will they find when they go to your website? They will find, well, I mean, there's there's videos, there's a quiz, what's blocking your bliss. It's mm. based upon um, some publications I've done on women need six things for great sex lives. Which of these mm-hmm. are blocking your bliss? Only six? Only, Only six. six. These are high umbrella. These are at an umbrella level. Like one of them is uh-huh. knowledge and knowledge is a lot, right? Of course. Knowledge of course. is not only how bodies and anatomy work, but it's how, what you like, right? So mm-hmm. it's pretty broad. Embodiment mm-hmm. is another one. Like how do you get out of your busy, busy, distracted mm-hmm. or judgy mind and into the right. moment and into the pleasure? So so you'll find resources like the, that paper, the quiz, videos, um, and there is a focus on marriage, monogamy, and lovemaking. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. let's, let's go into that just for a second, because this is surprising mm-hmm. for me. Um, there's a focus on marriage and monogamy. So most of the clients that come to you are with a standard partner, whether they are married or not. Uh, I mean, are, do you have people who come to you that are just living together as well, or is that the minority? Not, not usually, but it frequently the case is that the woman does want to get married. We just, you know, the most I many see. women, we, we crave being, you know, our man cherishing us, being his exclusive, his one and only, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's like, uh, even I, as a, as a, I'm a tantric specialist as well, tantric mm-hmm. sacred sexuality. So my husband and I have gone to many different locations, even internationally, to uh, participate in Tantra festivals and even mm-hmm. teach them. And the and there's a pretty fluid, I'd say 50% of the people are polyamorous in places mm-hmm. like this. And my feeling is I don't share my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to share my man. Why would I share yeah, my man? Yeah, yeah. I just, and How, I think that in, a lot in, of us in, resonate in, with that. Of curiosity, in uh, contexts of that kind, how do you portray that to somebody? How do you communicate that to someone i mean you're not walking around with with tags on you yeah. know he's it's mine not a swinger <laughs> setting it's not a swinger yeah, setting yeah. so it doesn't really come up i mean we're holding I hands see. we're so in love we partner I with see. each other I it see. just shows we, we are together and mm-hmm. people come up to us all the time and are like oh my god you two are so in love you middle-aged people are so passionate you know <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, you know like i hope that when i get to be your age i'll be like that <laughs> thanks <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. All right. Now, wait a minute. Before we get off topic or we stray too much, because the relationship, all right, we talk generally about what you do and what people could find on your website and the type of work you do. Um, And in terms of relationships, we didn't, I think we scratched the surface um, because we did say that the physical side to a relationship is is very important and that's the reason uh, that's just the reason for being of your business actually um but there's another topic that uh, you suggested and that i'd like to jump on if you're if you're game and if if you think we have the time is uh the mind of a man um understanding the male mind i mean if you could do that I think you would be a millionaire. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me, guys oh. out there. <laughs> it's so true. I love it when men um, hear what I'm coaching on and they're like, yes, yes. That's what I've been trying to say for years. I've even interviewed by two psycho- male psychologists who were married and they were like, yes, every woman needs to know this, right? Your man is not you. He is looking at the world through entirely different lenses as a man. He is not a big, hairy woman. 
who is misbehaving. He sees things <laughs> differently, right? And so how to get my, my coaching is also about how to get the best out of your man by treating the man the way he craves being treated. And one of the things I will have the woman do is let's be your husband's girlfriend. Remember that energy, that vibe, how you acted when you were courting, when you wanted him to fall in love with you and put a ring on it. Remember how you were playful oh, wait, wait, and wait, 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 wait. I'm going to jump on that, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Before we okay. fight. <laughs> so channeling that because if you, because it's yeah. a good way to go through life. It's like boyfriend and girlfriend. We lose it often when we're married and now we're like husband, wife, mother, father, and sure, we bring this sure, mothering sure, energy sure, to our husband sure, and he doesn't appreciate sure. it. So how sure. to channel your inner girlfriend again? Yeah, I get that. And and I, you know, my, myself, I'm writing this book about women and how they need to bring out the femininity of them. You know, they are women. What is a woman, right? However, <laughs> when you say going back to being the girlfriend, of course, we're all in different phases, right? And many women have felt under shackles for many, many years. And so when they start to get some freedom, it could be let's say economic freedom, it could be due to anything. Maybe their children are are starting to grow so they have some freedom. The idea of going back to a girlfriend, wouldn't that be demeaning uh, for someone who's just, and this is a question, I mean, you know, I told you I'd be a a devil's advocate, demeaning in the sense of, of, wait a minute, I'm just having my freedom. Why should I go and act like a silly girlfriend again? You know, I would like him to respect me for who I am or even see me as sexy because I have that freedom, you know? This is. Oh, I mean, there's nothing to do. There's nothing about freedom in, in being his girlfriend. It's about um, attraction. Yeah, sure. Sure, it's sure, about sure. building attraction. It's not about sure. a submissive thing, although if submission is, is fun for you, then that's fun. It's not necessarily about submission. It's about um, it's about increasing attraction. I mean, what choice do you have? Would you rather show up as his mother, you know, mothering energy no. and or There's wearing so the many... pants in the family? Unfortunately, that what happened is, is if you start to compete with your husband, right? Here's a mm-hmm. here's a challenge that we have modernly. We, we compete with each other and then we're not sure, complimenting sure. each other. Sure, we're not- sure. It, it, but there's a, uh, let's say, let's get to the bedroom uh, just to clarify this, right? So we're Especially in the Especially evident in the bedroom. Yeah, right. So everyone has a different nature in the bedroom. We, we talked about challenging or being the mother or being the, the, the girlfriend or whatever. In the bedroom, there are active, more active uh, players, let's say, more roles or more passive roles, more dominant roles, more submissive roles. But then there are people who really get off on switching their roles. They can be dominant, but they like to be submiss- submissive as well. Do Does this type of dynamics, does that come into your coaching at all when you work well, with women? I mean, the thing is people want to be authentic, right? Mm-hmm. But they also want to explore. Yeah. Many women don't actually appreciate how wonderful it is to just receive you know, yeah, to, right, to be receiving. Right. They think that they're performing, right? right they have to, right. they're putting on a performance and they're not actually receiving and noticing right. and being in the moment. So I would mm-hmm. say, you know, shifting out of 
bad patterns because how, how, how often is that getting you pleasure, right? When you are in a performance mode, then it's all about how do I look? How am I performing? Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. Right? They're up on their heads. You're not in your senses and in your body. So mm-hmm. it's about authenticity, exploration, um, and being in the moment. There's a, a big mm-hmm. element of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, when, let's go back a second just to the male mind. And, um, mm-hmm. and I'm still trying to put my eyes behind a male's eyes to see what they're looking at and what they're thinking, you know. Um, what is it about a male that male's mind that is different from a woman apart oh, from so, you mentioned the emotional side yeah my my information largely comes from the study of evolutionary psychology mm-hmm. that is we have hundred we have half a million years of homo sapiens we have roughly six thousand years like you know two percent of that has been civilization at all right uh-huh. and almost none of it a blip a snap in the the period of period of time has been feminism and modernity yeah. It's only, we are literally cave people walking around in civilizations. Right. And the mm-hmm. men have traditionally always been hunters and warriors. And mm-hmm. the women have been gatherers and nurturers. Mm-hmm. And so we have evolved differently. Like a man is focus is usually on like one thing at a time. Notice how they're, mm-hmm. we look at them now and we're like, men can't multitask, right? And they're like, right. how are these women multitasking? It's because as a gatherer, you were always, you know, you had lots of kids, right? You had plenty of babies mm-hmm. to take care of. And you were looking for food and you were on the lookout for predators. And, you know, you were chatting with all the other gatherer mm-hmm. women gathered around, right? For hundreds of thousands of years. Whereas mm-hmm. your men folk, they were out hunting. They were mm-hmm. tracking their prey. They were quiet, right? Mm-hmm. We were we were chatting to keep the predators away, but they were quiet, right? Don't you still mm-hmm. notice that in men and women today? The men are focused on one thing. They value mm-hmm. quiet. We value connection and communication and talking and uh, mm-hmm. multitasking. And those still exist today. And those are major sources of conflict for modern couples. And how do we get around those conflicts? understanding them, respecting Mm -hmm. them. Like, let's say we don't, if our husband is focused on a task, we don't start distracting him with other tasks, right? And conversation Mm -hmm. and things like that. Easy, right? That's an easy one. Um, That men crave respect in a way that women crave connection. Mm -hmm. Understanding that. Like it's more mm-hmm. important for us to be like connecting and be like me too and conversation and agreement and things like that. Whereas mm-hmm. as man, it's like desperate for you to respect him as a man. That's why mm-hmm. like the mothering energy backfires, even though another woman might be like, oh, come here, sweetie, mother you, mother you, right? We kind of, we don't mind that. A man, it's like kryptonite, right? Disrespectful, like you're not capable, you're not competent. So understanding some fundamental differences and then just changing behavior slightly to make the other person happy and feel connected or respected. Yeah, um, you were t- talking about evolutionary um, psychology, and um, I did a recent study on um, archetypal psychology based on archetypal psychology, where there were a hundred uh, couples uh, could have been male, female could have been mother, father, and uh, they just gave me a bit of information. And I ran um, a series of uh, models and patterns that I had. And of all of those couples, by far, whether they were two women, two men, or man and woman, 
There was always the most, the archetypal couple that stood far above all of the rest was the king and the maiden. It wasn't the king and the queen. It was the king and the maiden. The maiden has, and those are archetypes, we, I don't have to go into it, but the king commands respect, right? And the maiden needs someone to care for her, and that's fine. But what inevitably happens is that the maiden at one point learns to walk on her own two feet, and the king has no longer any role. And so this is an eye-opener. It made me think of uh, this. You made me think of this when you talked about respect. But um, there are, that's a two-way street, isn't it? Respect? Sure. Yeah, and this is, um, I've never been a feminist. I, I never got there with my mind or my, my experience or anything. So I'm not into feminism at all. But I find that um, knowing, like you said, getting to know those things that man, men command respect uh, does help. It does help. But then I see that the other uh, side to this coin is not always forthcoming, that women also need to have respect. Um, I'm thinking about how that plays out in the bedroom. Does this need for respect pan out in the bedroom? Is that seeable? Is that experienced in the bedroom as well? Uh, I, I, I approach it more of a, a pleasure. Let's, let's have pleasure right, together, be sexual mm -hmm. explorers and make love to each other. I'm trying mm -hmm. to think of like respect and making love to each other. I mean, that is a form of honoring really. Yes. I mean, yes, you're honoring right. Brava. Yeah. more so than respect. Somehow the word honoring fits better for making yeah, love yeah. than respecting. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. And you're delighting, right. you know, delighting that person, delighting, making them feel yeah. safe and making them feel good. So respect mm -hmm. doesn't quite feel like the right word, but it underlies most everything. Mm -hmm. um, if you could um, give us a night, uh, what key words come to mind when we when you think of a sensuous woman? Um, Main key well, words or concepts for a woman to be sensuous okay so she knows what she likes and she the knows knowledge. how to mm -hmm. get it and that is mm -hmm. not selfish here's the thing that uh -huh. women need to know good because your lover will be so delighted that he can please you that he doesn't have to try to be a mind reader with no mm -hmm. experience of what it's like to be in a woman's body, no experience Good. like what it's like to be in your mind and your heart, and he's trying to guess what you like. So it's like a woman who knows what she likes, how to communicate it, how to get it, how to be pleased is yeah. a delight for a man, a lover. And it doesn't matter that her body's not perfect. God knows none of us have a perfect body, yeah. uh, hardly anybody, right? And yet, what a man at the top of his list of what he's looking for in a lover is he wants someone that's enjoying herself, right? right. That has a good time. A happy and woman. Better, yes, and better yet, that she desires him. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. that's a keeper. Yeah. yeah. Do you work with men at all? Indirectly, 
And sometimes um, half my clients don't, their husbands don't even know that they're working with me, right? They're trying ah. to flip, flip mm-hmm. around a bad marriage and such, and it's it works. She just starts yeah. showing up delightful and he yeah. responds, yeah. right? I don't need I to bet. work with both of them. But sometimes when they do know that they're, we're working together, we'll do some exercises, like some sacred sexuality exercises, mm-hmm. and he'll join on a Zoom call or things like nice. that. But mostly I work it in a way that she can teach him. So. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So oh, I don't nice. actually need to work with the man. And if a man contacts me, I'm just like, nope, I work with the woman only send your wife. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's well, thank you. You'll so be much. glad you did. <laughs> yeah, You'll be glad right? you did. Especially because this is not, let's face it, marriage counseling and things like that is like anathema to the male mind. Going yeah, to a, yeah, talking yeah. with a stranger in front of your woman about your yeah, fears, your feelings, course. your failures. This Forget is an alternative yeah. to marriage counseling. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for this delightful conversation. It was such a pleasure, Debbie. I um, Let's repeat where people can find you, the name of your website. Yes, it's moreintimacy.net. And I also have a lively Facebook group called More Intimacy in Marriage for Women. Oh, good. Good. That's a good thing. That's wonderful. Yeah. Any other connections that they need to know to find you? YouTube. I have a bunch of videos on YouTube, some of which I have actually been able to convince my regular guy husband to appear with me in. So, those are... <laughs> so if we want he to meet your it. husband, we have to go watch. <laughs> he does it because, not because he wants to. I mean, my husband is not, he's not in the psychology, sexuality field at all, but because he loves me. I mean, a, a man who is loved up. I have no doubt. A man who is so loved up, both physically and emotionally, will do almost anything for his woman. That's sweet. That's so sweet. So what's the title? What's the name of your YouTube channel? Uh, More Intimacy. More Intimacy. Okay, so that's the key word we were looking for. More Intimacy. Thank you so much for coming. And I'm sure, I mean, our audience is thrilled because it's very difficult to talk about sex in a delightful way and not a superficial way. And this is interesting. And I hate to tell you what you said about, you know, about feminism and such is you can't even talk about male-female differences openly anymore. And so there's so much confusion out there because no one can say, oh, you know what? Men are like this. Men are, women are like this anymore. Mm -hmm. It's getting blurred and then all of us are in our masculine and we wonder what happens to attraction as blurred as politics are today (laughs) getting to be political to say hey you know men and women are different we we have different (laughs) ways of looking at the world oh my gosh that's a firestorm right yeah 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 and i'm sure you get (laughs) you get that every now and then um thank you so much again and um I will be going to your website, I'm, as I'm sure my audience will, and uh, and your Facebook uh, group, that especially I'll go to as after we leave each other. Thank you. Thanks again. Bye-bye, Debbie. Mm-hmm.